Welcome to the Parent University Podcast. I'm Megan Brown. And I'm TC Brown. And I'm Isaac. And we're so glad that you've set aside some time to hang out with us today. In each episode of this podcast, it is our goal to share with you, as parents, what we are learning while working with and ministering to teenagers at Three Circle Church. We want to come alongside you as the number one disciple maker in your teen's life and help to equip you to raise kids who love God, love others, and love the church. All right, it's November, so we thought it would be fun to talk about gratitude versus entitlement. And honestly, one of my worst nightmares is to raise an entitled kid. So we brought some experts, in our opinion, on our podcast today to talk about how do we raise children who are grateful and reflect gratitude in our everyday life. Today on the podcast, we have some heroes of ours, Pastor Chris and Nan Bell, Pastor Chris is the lead pastor here at Three Circle Church, and he and his wife have been leading and loving all of us for so long. And they are the parents of three pretty awesome teenagers who we have been fortunate enough to have in our ministry. So today, welcome the Bells. Yay. <laughs> They're like, do we, do we speak? So glad to be here. <laughs> I don't know about that intro, though. Experts. Come on now. We're, we're still, oh, we're, pra- we're practitioners. We're still in the middle of this thing. Definitely yeah. not experts. No, <laughs> experts no. in our mind. How about yeah, that? How about but that? we are Sweet. we are certainly honored to be on the podcast. Well, thank y'all for being yep. here. We're going to kick it off a little fun today because it's November, Thanksgiving month. So Isaac has a draft for us. He's going to explain how this is going to happen. Yes. I'm wearing my flannel. Pastor Chris is wearing his flannel. He's wearing a T-shirt. Um, As always. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're just trying to get in the fall mood. And so we're going to have a little little two-round draft. Only right. two rounds. That's it. Of your favorite fall things. Fall food. Fall decorations. Not Thanksgiving. No, not Thanksgiving. Okay. Just, oh, okay. just, right. just fall. fall. Okay. Now, Isaac, just, I have to point out that yes. your, your mustache, which is normally a major feature, uh, <laughs> I guess the fall has come and it is now blend. Now fading. we got a beard. Yes, fading into the beard. It's kind of fading. So it's a minor feature. <laughs> yes, it's just a minor now. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. 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 So fall comes, the beard comes. I yes. got you. Yeah, of course. Of All right. Got to stay warm <laughs> okay. down here in South Alabama. It's oh, yes. 85. It's 80 outside. It's <laughs> very chilly outside. <laughs> All right. So, Miss Nan, would you do us the honor? Of having the very first pick in this fall draft. Your favorite thing about fall. Favorite thing about Number fall. Number one pick. Mm. Number one. Favorite. Pumpkin spice latte. Wow. Oh. She went there. Yeah. Uh-huh. She went that there. That is a, uh, that's a solid I first like pick. I like the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. That's a solid she first does. pick. I'm with you. Pumpkin spice for sure. Wow. Wow. All right. Me next. Megan. I am going to go with candles. I love fall candles. Mm. Just candles in general. Mm-hmm. My favorite is gingerbread one of Nan's yes. favorite too. Wow. For the That's fall. Great. Oh, yeah. That's great. Okay. If it were up to me, I would do this year round. But in our household, per my wife, chili is only allowed when oh, it is cold yes. outside. Oh, I'll eat chili I, anytime. So I will too. I, I will like too. I'm on fire. Because really? I love my wife, <laughs> I'm choosing chili. Oh, I love chili. Yeah. That's Goodness, a good one. That's chili. great. That's great. All right. So for me, uh, my first pick will be fires. Okay. On the back patio. Okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. I love a good fire. Just yeah. in general, the element of fire. Yeah, just 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 fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A good a good campfire. 
Totally. Yeah. What about you, Pastor Chris? College football, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. College football time. Roll Tide. (laughs) And then all of it. You know, just the sound uh, Saturdays. I don't know. There's something about the sound of football in the background all day long Mm -hmm. while eating your chili, burning a gingerbread candle, and starting a fire (laughs) on the back patio. It's good to have that. With a pumpkin spice latte. With a a pumpkin spice (laughs) latte, man. That's Uh, Football in the background. All right. So you get to have your second pick, Pastor Chris, and we're coming back around. Okay. Yep. So what's your second pick? My second pick would be, you know what? Flannel. You mentioned it a minute ago, but it's the time to start pulling. And not just that, but like fall clothing. It's cool, man. I like like the jackets and and, uh, just having something different to wear. Yeah. Kind of cool. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So mine is low-key in that same area. I love a good fall walk on the bay. When I could wear some shorts okay. and a sweatshirt. Okay. There's just something about it. Shorts yeah. and a hoodie. Specifically that situation. <laughs> okay. TC, what is your opinion about that? I'm for it. It was yeah. just funny. I don't know. That was funny. So, shorts and sweatshirt weather. It's the best. Is it yeah, my turn? Yeah, it's your okay. turn. It's your turn. Uh, cold weather. Mm. Cold yeah. weather. I mean, yeah. I love cold weather. Which which it does not happen here in the fall, but <laughs> it you know, does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to think about. It's fun every now and then. It happens right. for like one week of January. Sure would be nice <laughs> if it did. Um, caramel apple lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. So good. <laughs> they are. So they are. <laughs> wow. And Miss Nan, the final pick of up. the draft. TC, you took mine. Oh no. Cold weather. I love cold oh, weather, okay. but it doesn't get cold, so I just. Pretend. To be fair, you took mine, the pumpkin spice. So. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Miller Sorry. Twins. <laughs> you can say cooler weather. Yeah, there we go. Cooler, cooler weather. weather. Same thing. Yeah. All right. That's great, great draft. That's, That's a great draft. draft. Okay. All of those things are my favorite. Uh, I just love fall. We all love fall. Yeah, fall Okay, awesome. so we're going to jump on in, since it is fall in November, in the month of gratitude and thankfulness. And we're going to just go ahead and jump right in and start talking about some of our questions here. Uh, one thing I wanted to start off with, I thought this was really cool. I've been doing some research on just gratitude in our family. And I was actually, it's an article, uh, Forbes magazine. So it went through and it was talking about all the things that gratitude does for our well-being. So I'm, not even... Megan, I'm sorry. We only read the Bible. <laughs> we cannot read Forbes. He's um, a pastor. Okay. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just cool because it was talking about how gratitude helps us. Our mental health, obviously, but it also had an effect on our physical health, our relationships, obviously. But it's just, you know... You know, it's really cool when you take a biblical principle, right, and you it applies to the world, and the world sees it how we see it. And so I just thought, honestly, that Absolutely. it was like a magazine yeah. like this. It is highlighting something like gratitude and how good sure. it is for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, Pastor Chris and Miss Nan, what are just some practical things uh, that you guys do in your home or as you've raised your kids? Um, tell us first, tell us the ages of your kids really quick, first of all, for people who don't know. Yeah. We have 18, 15, and 13. Very cool. Nice. Lots of teens. You remembered. (laughs) Yeah. Gabe, our senior. (laughs) He studied up. (laughs) Their birthdays, time of birth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Somewhere along there, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of those Uh, days. They're awesome. Yeah. So what are some things, you got teenagers right now. Yeah, now we're we're fully in teenage land. all of them. What are some things you do now, maybe, but also that you have done when they were growing up that helped just instill that spirit of gratitude? Mm. 
It's good. You know, Nan and I were talking about it a little bit. I, th- I think one thing we've done is, um, and, and I would use some words that, that have the possibility of looking different for everyone. Okay, so here's one for us, exposure. So exposing our kids to missions, to Compassion International, which is one of our ministry partners, and yeah. really, you know, because we're deeply involved with them. Nan and I went to Africa for a few weeks, and, and the build up to that and coming back and telling our kids, downloading that for them, uh, our family together, uh, sponsoring uh, Compassion, and in particular, Amari, our our uh, boy that we uh, that we love, and he is in, uh, I was going to say Kenya, but he's actually in... Uganda. 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 So, which is both of the countries we, we were able to be in over there. And so, uh, that, I think that's big, right, man? Just the exposure to Gabe and Cooper. We took them to Costa Rica. They got to see that side of the missional world. We want to get Gracie down there, but letting them see it, right? Letting them feel it. Yeah. And even when they can't see it, um, I remember when they were younger, we would do the, Samaritan's Purse, mm-hmm. Christmas shoebox, yeah. and we would take them to the store with us and let them kind of choose items to place in the box. And when they were younger, especially Gabe, wanted to know what these kids were going to send him back. Yeah, he did. <laughs> this is a transaction, right? Yeah, he thought it was really transactional. funny. Um, right. But even when our church... When Three Circle has had different Christmas initiatives, we've always, you know, taken part in toss a turkey or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, sponsoring families. And, you know, sometimes they actually are not really keen on the idea of going to the store as they've gotten older, but we make them. Mm -hmm. And then when they get there, they kind of get into the spirit of... Here, let's buy for this ten-year-old little boy, or totally. and then they they get into it. So we've just always tried to yeah. involve them, and I would say Amari, our compassion child, is a huge yeah thing for them because we, we chose him. They chose him because at the time o- Amari Cooper Cooper was oh, yes. Amari yeah, Cooper was the star wide receiver for <laughs> Alabama. So when they saw that name, they're like, "That's our guy." That's awesome. Yeah, and that's so awesome. we were able to sponsor him over the years. Yeah, I think that's the big. And, and I'll tell you what, for parents, it's easier, honestly because it's hard work to involve your kids. So it's easier to just write the check or us go to Walmart and get the stuff and be done because, you know, you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be two hours of crazy. (laughs) It's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. But, man, we've just seen getting them there and, you know, getting them involved has been huge. And I think you don't realize what's happening, but all of it adds up. You think in the moment, does this really matter? And then Mm -hmm. suddenly, you know, we're seeing, honestly, with our senior in high school, we're looking at who he has become, who Gabe has become. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like – I look up and I go, oh, man, this is – I couldn't have you – know, I'm so proud of him and yeah. the kind of young man he is, and I admire him. There's things about Gabe I wish I was, you know. Yeah. And Gosh. when yeah. you start admiring your own child and going, oh, my goodness, you're uh, you're amazing, that's pretty cool. And I look back, and so much credit to Nan. Nan's an unbelievable mom and very intentional, and making sure that those things were happening was really huge. It's like thousands of those little moments just adding up. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't see it over time, but then one day you go, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. all of that really mattered. Yeah. At, at what phase do you think it was the hardest to teach gratitude? I know they all bring their They're own like, challenges. right now. I'm sure. So I understand yeah. that's a complex question, but, but looking back, 
I mean, we're parents of an eight and a seven year old. So right now we're like, oh my gosh, this is impossible. We're never going to be able to teach them. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, we live in a, uh, we live in an affluent country, so you got to start there. You go, okay, We are. if you're living in America, there's a chance you live with a level at least of global affluence yeah. uh, when you compare it to globally. Uh, but you, you then you have to go, well, but your kids don't really feel that. You can you can right. tell your kid, well, the, mm-hmm. the child over in Africa or wherever right. doesn't have all this, and it, it doesn't resonate in the same way, You but it's still good to tell them, right? Sure. But then you have to go, okay, well, let's go to this. Let's go to the fact that here in our own world, uh-huh. actually, we live in an affluent area in a way. You know, it's like we looked at our kids and went, each one of you have your own bedroom. You know, in our house, everybody's got their bedroom. Like, do you understand how few, you know, yeah. what, how rare that that is? It's not rare here. You know what I mean? Sure. Though, just trying to get them to see things to that they need to be. Them. Yeah, to go. Hey, be grateful for this. And uh, you don't want to do it. You don't want to point at someone else that they might know and go, "Hey, uh-huh. look, they don't have what <laughs> right. you have." That that yeah. doesn't work either. <laughs> but I think just trying to point it out to them sometimes, and and to get them to acknowledge it. And I'm talking about at your age. I think they start getting it as they get older. Okay, you know, they get exposed to it and they realize, "Huh, I got it pretty good." Or so you would say it's more caught. I, I think so. At your yeah. at, at your kids' age, and when ours were younger, I think it it is harder. In one sense, yeah. because all they can see is right in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just want this. I want it now yeah. kind of thing. So it was slowing the process down and going, hey, do you realize what that cost? You know, that was a big thing for Nan and I is to make sure because they'd get a new basketball and we'd find it out in the yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To sit down with them and go, you do realize that this <laughs> costs, costs money, money. <laughs> and that, that can grow on trees. Right. And all, right, Nan? Or, That's part of or it. Or lose the Lululemon attire. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's getting oh, so a little many, close to home. I know, there, so I many things. <laughs> uh-huh. So many thoughts on that. And help, them under, help them understand that. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, there's a, there's a corrective side of it, too. Um, because if you don't see gratitude, and then you see if it goes even beyond that, and it goes kind of to they're not only being ungrateful in this in this moment, they are being willfully uh, negligent, almost mm-hmm. of okay. of keeping up with their stuff that's valuable. That well, these this becomes a problem. Yeah. So then you pull back and you go, you know what? No, we're not buying that. Yeah. You know, you're you're gonna you're not going to get that thing. And we've had to do those kind of things before, um, where you go, hey, you you're telling me you want this thing, but but you didn't take care of the one we bought you. Where did it go? And then they feel it, you know, and that's correction. It's never retributive either, right, yeah. as parents, because there's a part of you that wants to go, I'm going to pay you. You're going to feel this, yeah, boy. Yeah, right. know, I spent 50 yeah. bucks on that thing you lost, and yep. and I'm going to pay you back, and, and, and that doesn't work. But what you do want is correction mm-hmm. to go, do you understand this? And that's why I'm not going to buy you that right now, because you were so careless with it before, right, now. Right, right. But what what phase do you think is the hardest? I think they're all, what you have to understand to me at least is they're all unique. Each phase is what it is. And I like to see, I'll, I'll say this all, it's kind of sad by the way when I say this, but so nine-year-old Gabe is gone. Okay. Yeah. That window closed. I'm like, oh my God. When I look at pictures, I'm just, I'm serious, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. What Cooper, you know, uh, when I see him, my middle son, when, when he walks through the door, you know, as a parent, there's this temptation to go, 
he's still the eight-year-old or the 10-year-old or the 12-year-old. That window closed. Mm -hmm. That little boy is a memory now. And it's a beautiful thing, and I got it forever. But I got a parent, not 12-year-old Cooper. I've got mm-hmm. a parent, 15-year-old Cooper, yeah. mm-hmm. because 12-year-old Cooper is in, he's in pictures on my phone now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so staying aware of where they are, and, and by the way, treating them that way, because it, it's frustrating for a kid to get treated like he's who he was, right. you know, and not who he is now or yeah. she is now. Yeah. And so that's the thing for us, I think, is gratitude looks different as you come along. By the way, it gets more expensive. You know, we have for two sure. kids <laughs> driving now. Gabe's driving. That became a whole new thing. And to his credit, by the way, he has valued the vehicle. You know, we y'all know the story. I've had a forerunner for like 20 years, Nan and I have. And Gabe has treated that thing like it was the best thing ever. And that said a lot to us, you know, because he took care of it. And and uh, so anyway, I think that's part of it. Yeah. What do you think, Nan? I agree with you. I I think that each phase can be, there can be difficulties in teaching gratitude, but also... There can be, I don't know, when they're younger, it seems a little more simple. And then when they're older, it gets a little more complex. Yeah. You know, if I go back to the, I know I just made a remark about Lulu. <laughs> Lulu Lemon. Um, <laughs> Not Lulu. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Lulu. <laughs> um, so recently, um, Gracie wanted an item from that particular store, and she has lost a few items. And when we got to the counter to check out, she was waiting for me to whip out my card. And I said, I'm, I'm not, I, that's not for me. I'm not paying for that. And she's had a job babysitting and had made money. And yeah. Made, yeah. That's so made good. Yeah. Yeah. She feels yeah. it. She feels and it. she totally felt it. Which is why Gabe got to the place where he could value something is because mm-hmm. along the way, the basketball story, the Lululemon right. story, you know, it's those hard moments mm-hmm. along the way yeah. that are honestly, it'd be really easy to swipe that card right. and like just take care of but it. But they don't feel it that don't way. Feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to feel it. Yeah. That's one thing that I think, uh, the the biggest road roadblock I think I, we we see that comes against gratitude is this idea of being entitled to something. And so, oh, yeah. how how would you guys define entitlement? And I have mm. a couple follow up questions once you guys define that. But yeah, just 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 in your in your own lives at home, like how have you seen like entitlement being right. defined? Well, a few things I'd say that's a big one for me because I think you cannot be grateful for something you think you deserve. Right. Period. It's a that's principle. Good. I can't be grateful for something I think I deserve. And so that's something we've told our kids over and over again. But here's the thing I want to be careful about because I hear this a lot. I hear people, Nan and I, our age and older, that would say that this generation is the most entitled generation ever. And I'm like, well, they got raised by somebody. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is that is a big joke. I wonder uh, where they learned it from. Yeah, entitlement's a human condition, and it's been a human condition from the beginning. And so, it, the entitlement, it period, we all deal with it. The truth is, I'm entitled too, and I've got my own stuff. And and so, uh, so I never want to come at it from that angle. Okay, but I do think entitlement is something we all have to fight. And parenting, a part of parenting, to me, is making sure that our kids don't think they deserve stuff. 
Okay. Right. And so that you have to work, work ethic is huge. And so little things we'll do around the house. And and so Nan and I share a lot of the cooking duties, but my cooking is like level three and Nan, everything's awesome. You know what I mean? (laughs) And she does what, yeah, I'm a, I'm the breakfast guy. We all, it's hard to mess up eggs and (laughs) toast. Nan makes, you know, amazing food. And, and, but anyway, we, we do, we eat a lot together as a family. We really do. It's all over the map, but, but, it's like, oh, we really do eat a lot together. And so often we have had to teach our kids are getting way better about it now. Because last night we had dinner and I noticed that everyone's like, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom, for dinner. Like there was a lot of thank oh, yous. Oh, man, that's cool. But over the years it was, you know, kids would get up and walk walk away from the table, leave their stuff sitting there. And you have to stop them, that's you know. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and go, hey, that. Yeah. yeah, number one, come clean up your stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. you know. Right. She's not your maid. I'm not your servant here. And number two, though, hey, do you know what it took to cook this? Yep. You know, do you know how long it took mom to make those fajitas tonight? They didn't just fall out of the, you know, <laughs> ceiling there. And just that kind of, right, man, those kind of conversations help. Yeah, right. Because they just, you know, they can get in a mindset where it's just there. Mm-hmm. Because we we are running a lot. So I think, you yeah. know, they don't always see what all it took to get a meal together or whatever. Um, we work really hard to have dinner together. Yeah. We do. It's really yeah. hard. But, yeah, I think sometimes they forget that it didn't just happen. That there was you know, work that there went was into work it. that went into it. That it cost it. money to do it. Right. It's funny as Gabe, uh, he's had these revelations over the last year or two as he's gotten into, you know, he's starting to understand how the world works and money and all. And I can remember when he started driving, he was blown away by how much a tank of gas oh, costs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, $60? <laughs> what? I'm like, uh-huh. You know, and we all know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's one thing I think that you got to remember when you parent too. Nan and I say this a lot. I got to remember that I was 15 once too. We tend to forget that we were going through the same process as they are and have that grace that I didn't know either. I mean, I was a total goofball too at times. That's a great point. And to just ease up a little bit and go, hey, let me just help you along the journey here. I I didn't understand how much work it took for my parents to put food on the table either. And so to remember that as, as we are parenting them. I think another way too that we can help them with entitlement is... You know, for us, we have athletes. (laughs) (laughs) Three stinky teenagers. It's so fun, (laughs) but it is so much work. And we really, you know, when something kind of doesn't go their way, we've never treated our kids like, oh, you deserve to be the starter. You deserve. It's, you know, our second two kids played up in middle school basketball. And this year we started that new talk again with our daughter and we're like, Hey, you have to start over. You got to work for that Mm -hmm. position. Like you don't deserve that. There are other people on your team that can take that spot. You do not stop working. You work as hard as you can Mm -hmm. work as you're doing it unto the Lord, which is what scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's a tangible mm-hmm. way we can teach 
them. Yeah, we've never we've never let and, and parents don't realize that table talk, house talk, like if you're trashing their coaches right. and you're trashing anyone in authority, like if every teacher and every coach has it out for your kid, if that's the conversation right, around right. your house, let me tell you what you just did. You just <laughs> instilled entitlement. Mm-hmm. You're right. raising entitled kids and it's because right. you are talking that way. Inadvertently. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, we have always had coaches and teachers backs mm-hmm. and now if there's a real issue, we still are very careful and we go talk right. to them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to sit there and look at my kid and go, man, your coach is stupid. But, right. you know, that's <laughs> right. not helping anyone. Right. Well, you can validate yeah. how they feel and things that they things that have been hard, but that doesn't mean, you know, your attitude changes. That's yeah, right. you can empathize you, with them. And, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry yeah, that happened. Good. I'm yep. so sorry you're going through that. But... You still have to do this. Yeah, because that's getting on their level. Right. It's yeah. not like, oh, you'll get, a, you'll grow out of that. No. It's right. not what they want to hear. Exactly. Yeah, because that minimizes. Right. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point, yeah. man. Yeah. And yeah. Nan's really good at that, not yeah. minimizing what they're going through, but also not acquiescing to whatever they are feeling in the moment. It's you also know? remembering where they are. Like We were 15 yeah. once. That's we had right. all those feelings. You feel and, it. Yep. You know, it's almost like as parents, we have to shift our kids, our, you know, our all born center to thinking all about us to thinking the world is bigger than just me. Yes. So it's just like turning this team bigger than just me. The, the you know, Just we are turning their approach to the world from mm-hmm. inward to outward and to seeing there's kids who don't have things yes. and there's players who didn't have the same thing that you had, maybe right. same training you had, same coach, you know. So that's what I kind of keep hearing is like, oh, we're just shifting their focus from inward mm. to outward. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah, I've just been thinking about over here. It's like, man, like as parents, and you guys are a wide range from senior to eighth grader, why do you guys think that it's a natural feeling or a natural thought to be entitled to something? Yeah, because we're sinners, <laughs> you know. I really do. Great I mean, it's all it, yeah. in the garden. We're pretty. All every one of us are pretty jacked up, you know. Jesus had to break his own disciples of entitlement. I mean, they wanted to burn down cities because they weren't rolling out the red carpet for them. And one of those guys was John, who ended up being the the uh, apostle of love. You know, <laughs> is what he became legendary for. It's like, well, you didn't know him when he was a young man because he wanted to burn cities down. You know, and, and this entitlement, like he was like. Why are they not treating us the way we want to be treated, you know? And so uh, I think it, I think that's the big deal. Nan and I, one of our favorite books that we've read is Gospel Parenting by mm-hmm. Paul David Tripp. And mm-hmm. that line that jumps off the page at me is, while you are parenting your kid, God is parenting you. Oh, yeah. Yep. And to realize they're sinners like we are sinners and we've been saved by grace and God's doing this work in us. We get the honor of joining him in that work mm-hmm. of shaping our children. But Isaac, to your question, I, I think that's what it comes down to is to remember there's a spiritual dynamic here. It's not just cultural. It's not just that we live on the eastern shore of Mobile Bay or whatever. It's not it's this generation's entitled. No, that we all have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what I see now. What about you, babe? Um, well, I think that oh, not trying to bash parents <laughs> Because we have so many great friends that are great parents, but we have seen parents be the cause of the kids' entitlement. And I just think that it's so important how you talk in front of your kids and the things that you say in front of your kids that 
you know, you direct that level of entitlement. And I think parents don't even realize that. Yeah. Okay. Just going off that name, because I think that's a a really, really great point. Because a lot of times in these in these talks, we realize it's actually less about our kids and more about us. Um, Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what are some ways that you guys fight this in your in your own life, as a believer, the idea of entitlement just goes against who we should be, right? Who we're called to be. Uh, so how do you, what are some just practical things that you guys do, in your, if it's in your own personal life, maybe in your marriage, for you, that you fight against entitlement, that you you have gratitude in your life? Like, for instance, this is a very simple thing, but Brett and Tracy Vanderman, they've been on the podcast before. Yeah, we love them. Great I friends. love them. Love yep. them. One thing Tracy did, and this is so simple. She's so fun. But every month, she did this about a year ago, she would mm-hmm. write down October gratitude or October thankfulness, something like that. And their whole family would just fill out what they were thankful for that month. It was like on their fridge. They would all write stuff down. And I was like, how simple, but to just get her, she was like, it was for me. It wasn't for my family. You know, like <laughs> this was more for me, but to get our minds, our hearts and our minds in a posture of gratitude. Like what is mm-hmm. something you guys do or. Yeah. Uh, to fight entitlement, you know. Well, I I think that one of the great gifts God gives us to fight our own entitlement, um, because we all have it, is is our families, beginning with our marriages. I mean, I didn't know how selfish I was Mm -hmm. until I married Nan. And uh, and you realize real fast, like, wow, my world's been been about me. It really has. Um, So I think God uses that in the best of ways. I, I like I really believe the greatest gift in my life, of course, is Nan as my wife and right after her, my kids in this life, because they keep my feet on the ground in the best of ways, because I am uh, naturally, I'm going to lean towards entitlement in my flesh. And you can't like your family can't function if you make it all about you, right? Your marriage can't. It becomes about other people. So I like to see our home as a little laboratory, you know, a little laboratory where God is working the magic uh, in, in in me and in all of us, because there we are. We're in that house, and we've got to learn to love each other and argue it out when we have to and repent to one another, and there's plenty of that that's we happened and all of that. <laughs> right. What do you think, Nan? I mean, I think that's part of it, though, right? Our, our family life uh, is, is such a blessing, even in the hard stuff, because it's helping us grow in Christ. Right. Yes, I totally agree. Well done. Mm-hmm. So, well uh, done for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I think about we have an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old, and so the, the overwhelming question right now is why, why, and and <laughs> I have found myself. We've been. I have I have found myself giving both kids the response that I hated as a kid because I said so. Yeah. And that's been convicting for us. Because you know why you're saying that, right? Because you're entitled. That's what we were saying. We were just talking about this. I was getting there. Thank you for lovingly calling it out. Like our position. Yes. So because it just wears you down, doesn't it? It does. It It does. does. So how do you how do you combat parenting from your position as parent? Because I said so. To the relational side. You know, because I mean, we know your kids. We we shepherd them. We love you them. Do. They're You're, awesome. You and they, with us. The cool thing about it is the three of your kids, not angels, but we love them, and they adore <laughs> you as parents. Mm-hmm. They speak highly of you. Oh, believe it or not, hear. it's good to hear. So how? What? I mean, 
part of us, I'm, I'm scratching my head. How did you get your kids to love you? <laughs> like, how do you parent yeah. from uh, relational authority as opposed to positional authority? For me, it's presence, man. Everyone wants to get down into the minutia and like, what's this little, uh, what's pill. this little thing I can do? Yeah, it's showing up. Mm-hmm. It's showing up. I, I've looked at the three, and Nan and I both together, and we're together. One thing they see is a Nan and I are together. Like when our yeah. kids have tried to play that, they they know right. they don't even try anymore because they know they're not going to work she and us together. I've told my kids, I've been like, hey, we were fine before you came along. <laughs> <laughs> we had a real good thing going. We love each other. They've watched us date each other. They watch us be romantic with each other. They know that the second we smell that they are trying to get between she and I, we and just call will. that out. They oh, will. yeah. They yeah. totally do that. Yeah. They're and, smart. Uh, they're yeah, smart. they're smart. <laughs> but I think it's one of the healthiest things that they've seen our united front on that. But I think Nan and I are not perfect parents. There are none. But one thing our kids, I do think, know is that we're there. Mm-hmm. We're right. there, and we'll, we will be imperfectly there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. Right. Um, I've looked at my kids before, and I've said, I'm going to mess this up. I'll mess up. But one thing you'll never have to wonder is, am I going to be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going – I remember in our toughest moments with Gabe as he was growing through his stages, like we all do, mm-hmm. I remember looking at him one day, and I said, hey, one thing about it, bud, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. No matter what right. happens, no matter where everything goes, I'll, I'm, I am your dad, yeah. and she's your mom. And we'll always be there. Right. We're not going anywhere, no matter how hard it gets. Because mm-hmm. I wanted that in his mind to know, hey, we got this moment right here. Mm-hmm. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right, now. They never have to question that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. And, and we didn't, we've not done it all right. Oh, my goodness. We're definitely not experts. <laughs> definitely not yeah. experts. But we show, you know, it's that whole thing of if you wait till things are perfect, you won't, you won't right. do anything. Right. And yeah, I think, true. too, even in their mistakes... We still try to, you know, we still just try to be there for them and, again, validate, hey, so you made a mistake, all right? Here's what we do different, and we're going to move on, you know? We try to instill even love through the mistakes because that's not always easy, Yeah, it's not. right? Because sometimes you just, right. oh. Well, that's like the different to me, in, like the positional authority is like a boss who can fire you. It's Where, the lowest level, by the way. The lowest, right. the lowest level of leadership's positional. In, yeah, it's and I least amount of work, right? right? Yeah. The highest level is relational. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. when you're showing things like, to quote the wise man, Dennis Painter, you can't <laughs> fake being there. Yes. You, you, you right. can't fake that. You cannot right. fake that. So that's so true. Um, and so I just, as y'all say, like, just as something relationally, they never have to question mm-hmm. is, will my parents be there and mm-hmm. will they support me and will they love me through this? Whereas the positional side yeah. is so contract, you know, it's so easily dismissed or gone. And, and Pastor Chris too, like just TC and I were talking about this yesterday because you also lead this way, you know, and so it's kind of just the way that under your leadership, we've just seen, I was like, this carries over into our, you know, church life is that, or where we work, <laughs> we work at the church, um, <laughs> that the leadership is just that, that relational part. Mm-hmm. It's not positional. And so how that carries over into your family is just such a cool thing to watch for both of you guys and how y'all have just one, both of you, because Nan, you're a huge part of this too. You know, even when it was a pastor's oh, wife, may, oh, there's a lot that goes into that. Let's be honest. So, um, and no just, one does it better than Just man. the way oh. y'all have loved people, not positionally, but contractually. So just wanted to 
tell y'all that here publicly oh, on the podcast. Um, thank but you. it obviously carries over into your family too. So yeah. I think that's really cool. And two, I would thank add too, that. like it is the coolest and most encouraging thing for us to have something to hope for, you know, when we have teenagers, but definitely now your kids want to bring their friends to your home. Mm. So you have done that relationally with your kids, but you have created a space. I'm trying to get choked up. It is the sweetest and coolest it's thing. It's the Gushers. A, it's Nan's Gushers. Yeah, it's, it's the Gushers. It's the Gushers. Guys, but Gushers, to see, Capri Suns. Like that's, I mean, get, Nick, Gabe will lead with that. No, we'll all go to my house. Like, because that's, that's yeah. the safe place. That's the, that's also the fun place. Yeah. And you have a pool. I'm just saying. Yeah, we have a pool. <laughs> so, there's perks. Yeah. But uh, but truly, all joking aside, you guys have created a, a really a refuge. Like your that's kids want wanted. to bring their friends there. And that's rare. That is truly rare. Yeah. That's what, that's what we wanted. And I think the other thing is past, being a pastor and is that I never wanted my kids to, to feel, you know, the, this huge shadow, this huge weight. And right. I'm really appreciative for our church, our elders and everyone for letting my kids just be them. Right. Um, I, I had one teacher one time uh, say something to one of my kids about kind of, hey, your dad, blah, 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 and you need to and, – and that's the only time I ever – went to a teacher really and was like, Hey, not again. Yeah. Let's not do that one again. Right. That's the one card you can't Good pull. Yeah, yeah. That can lead to entitlement yeah. real quick. Yeah. I just quick. said, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, my thing was, it was almost like a putting a pressure on oh, the kid right. to go. Yeah. Your uh-huh. dad is, is the pastor of the Which church. You right. shouldn't be acting like yeah. this. You're a preacher's and kid. I, yeah. You have to do yeah. better. And but, so I went to that mm-hmm. teacher and was like, don't, don't do that, yeah. please. Well, we've <laughs> always said you're a kid. First. Who happens to have mm-hmm. a dad. That's a, Preacher. Right. Yeah, they're naturally going to carry the weight of having a microscope on them anyway right. that they've all had to deal with. Yeah. And but it so hasn't been awful. It ha- no, it has not been because people have have been so great. Right. And this community has been so great. But um, but yeah, that was that was the thing we wanted for them to be able to just grow and and have their relationship with God, and that's been cool. Your ministries have been so helpful. You know, Nan and I sit in this room and and we just love y'all so much yes. and, and value what you do so much. Uh, my student ministry was one of the great things in my life ever. And so to see my kids love it, be a part of it, you know, we just could not be more grateful for you guys. Right now. They're easy to love. Absolutely. We love you guys and all that you have done and the the part you've played in our kids' lives, mm-hmm. for sure. Thank y'all. Y'all make it easy. Shifting gears from, I guess, uh, more parenting uh, kind of ways parenting entitled entitlement to more into like the marriage aspect of it. And Pastor mm-hmm. Chris, you said marriage number one, kids mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. And so I personally don't have kids yet. And so I'm I'm just this is all knowledge that I'm yeah. going to be using in the future. Uh, but if I can just ask a uh, a selfish question uh, about just marriage, man, yeah. what have you guys learned? How how have you how have you learned to fight this entitlement uh, inside inside marriage? I would say that Nan's a much better wife than I am a husband. I've always thought that Nan's an unbelievable wife and has been um, just I don't know I don't know how I could write it up like we've. I don't know, 23 years, multiple moves, ministries. We're in Atlanta. We're in Florida. We've planted churches. We've planted campuses. All that that has entailed while 
raising kids and and Nan's been the glue. Nan's been right in the middle of it, you know. I don't so know about that. it's been unbel- <laughs> it's been unbelievable. But uh but I do think Nan and I Nan and I fell really hard for each other in college, okay? <laughs> And uh, insert romance music. Right yeah. <laughs> but our, we've had to learn, man. We've had totally. to about marriage. Not That's what dating. I'm saying. Marriage. Come on now. But marriage, our marriage has been a gift. Again, it keeps your feet on the ground. But I, I, I have wanted to serve Nan and be a good husband to her, and that has required Isaac me uh, changing and me, you know, being willing to sacrifice, uh, and not make it all about me. And too mm-hmm. often I have made it all about me. And that's where the problems come is when it becomes too much on me. So one quote that I, that I just love, I don't know where I got it, but it's something in my life is I always think have, have lower expectations of Nan and higher expectations of me. Mm-hmm. Most of the time what happens when we're entitled, when we're in our flesh is that I will raise the expectations on Nan, my spouse, but lower them on me. Mm-hmm. So I'll assume the worst about her. Uh, I'll, I'll believe she had the worst of intentions about what she said, but me, oh, always the best. I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. You took me wrong. And so we had to kind of learn to dance that dance. But, right. but I have said, if I, if I put it on me, that's going to always work out better. I'll but let you go now. You're an amazing leader in our home. You've always, even before kids, you've always led us so well. Um, And now just watching you be a dad, like that's incredible to watch as well. But I I was going to say, too, I think that we serve each other well. Maybe not all the time. We definitely, we're not perfect. (laughs) Not perfect parents, not perfect spouses, but um, we work hard for that. We work hard to serve each other, and even though life in the past few years has been so hectic and crazy, trying to get everyone where they need to be, we kind of tag team. Yeah, we do. Good partners. Yeah, and just having a moment to sit and think about it right now, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool that we are. (laughs) I think that's something that we've worked really hard to do, and not to say that there aren't still moments where, you know, we're not serving each other well, but for the most part. We have part, those moments. We do. I'll tell you something, though, to just give Nan uh, some specific props here, okay? One thing that she has always done is she makes everything spe- everything is special. So literally Nan changes our decor like throughout the year, fall has its own decor, but it's fun. So she brings out pictures like frames change the pictures all throughout our house from that stage of That's the year. Cool. Mm-hmm. And our kids have come to like, if, if she didn't do it, there would be a mutiny at our home. <laughs> right. I love it. And so she's got, she has created it and her family was so good. She's created incredible traditions that we do together from our devotionals that we would do together at Christmas time to the carving of the pumpkins. These things that now, it's funny, your kids did it so long that now they're like, like this year, it was, hey, what night are we doing the pumpkin carving? I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. And we're talking an 18 year old. Yeah, that's great. We're They're doing the pumpkin like, carving, oh, yeah, right? We yeah. are going yeah, it's a that. part of my life. <laughs> and I, I just cool. credit Nan so much to making sure that every part of the year, hey, this is special. Hey, Easter and the lead up to it is special. And we've done that with devotionals and throughout the years to where it became an expectation for them. Right. Hey, and can Huge. I say too, like, it's amazing that your kids pick up on that, but you're teaching them how to parent there. 
Hope so. so yeah, yeah. I mean, I can yeah. I can think back to you know when you hold your child for the first time. What am I gonna? Oh, well, I'll do what I learned. You yeah. know, right? So yeah, yeah. they'll recall it's, that. It's so cool. Like, and this is gonna sound real cheesy, but what I hear from y'all is like just gratitude, like truly grateful for one another as you're mm-hmm. as you're talking about this in your family, mm-hmm. and so I think that is it's you know, we're not, you're not trying to do this. It's just kind of what is overflowing out of you. So love that. And sadly, our time is coming kind of to an end here. So the way we kind of wrap up is we kind of ask our, our people with us today, our friends, if you could tell any parent listening right now, one thing, something super simple, practical that they can go home and do today to help fight this battle, entitlement versus gratitude in their home, just something real easy. If it is, go home and and ask your kids one thing they're grateful for. Something so easy. What is something that they can do this afternoon? So this this may not just be for gratitude. I, I think one of the most powerful things in parenting is questions, mm-hmm. because questions is a very high form of engagement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. There, we push so much as parents naturally. Teach, teach, teach. Push, push, push. Statement, statement, statement. But questions to me are invitations. Questions are open doors. And so that's how I lead my kids spiritually. I don't just, when they were younger, it was push, push, push. Here's who made you. Here's how he made you. Here's who's in charge. Here, right? It was all mm-hmm. pointing to God, getting these main things. But as they grow, I need them to start owning their faith. And that's how I lead my kids now spiritually spiritually is question. I'm opening the door. I'm opening the door. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cooper, how's your devotional going? Tell me about the devotional you're reading. The other night, Gracie and I were sitting by the pool and I was like, tell me about your devotional right now. And she said, well, actually, dad, I lost, <laughs> funny, mm-hmm. I lost my devotional because she took it somewhere with her. So she said, but I've been reading just through the Bible and here's what I've been reading. And she said, and I said, oh my goodness, well, I, we need to get your devotional again. No problem. We'll go get you one. And she said, yeah, but I have, I want you to know, I have been reading my Bible. Yeah every day. That's cool. And so, but those questions, that is a form of engagement. So I think we use that term, lead your family spiritually. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think a very, very easy thing that everyone could do today is look your kid in the eye and say, tell me how your spiritual life is going. Mm-hmm. That's great. Are you praying? Are you in the word? Mm-hmm. How are yeah. you doing? Yep. That's one thing I questions would say. Questions that require more than yes or no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Open-ended. Yeah. Which yeah. is... It can be exhausting, you know, when you're already tired to come up with ways to ask the question that requires more than yes or no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for sure. sure. But Thanks you got to get them talking. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally. Very cool. That's great stuff. Okay, we're going to wrap up like this. Another draft really quickly. Mm-hmm. Isaac's going to start us. We're going to go around the room. One thing you're thankful for real quick. Wow. In this season of gratitude versus entitlement, Isaac, tell us. Put me on the spot. One thing that I'm thankful for right now, uh, I am thankful for uh, my family that I have at my home, my wife and my new my new puppy dog. TC? Gosh, I was going to say family too. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like in all the fields right now. I know, I know. Uh, gosh. I pass. I don't know. You can't pass. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> no. There is no. Um, I took the easy one. Okay. All right. All right. I will. Nan, don't hate me for this. I love pumpkin pie, pecan pie, 
is oh. so much better. Oh, yeah, wow. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You're thankful Absolutely. for pecan pie. I am. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Haven't had any hey, after hey. this. Pecan pie. After this deep <laughs> conversation. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. I love it. I am thankful. I think I'm thankful for the phase our kids are at and the, the honestly the flexibility I have to to spend time with them. It has been a, a blessing recently. So. Mm. That's good. Very oh, good. goodness. I'm really thankful for my husband. I, I knew it was coming. Right. I knew it. I knew it. And our here. kids and our family. Yeah. So thankful. Totally. And I think everybody probably knew we were about to say that, right. too. So I am thankful for her. We really mean it, though. Yeah. And then just for, like, the fun stuff, I, I, I'm thankful um, for the... Um, what am I? What am I trying to say here? Uh, I'm thankful we put in a pool and a little hot tub in our backyard <laughs> a few years ago. Hey, and this time of year uh, is the time when it starts cooling off. That getting our in our little little hot tub is fun. Yeah, and uh, the conversations yeah. like just last night. Nan and I and Gracie were out there. We love to go out there. And uh, we were having just the best conversations, and they're so fun. And we take our little speaker out there. We got some music, and she's so funny. And I was sitting there last night thinking, man, you know, these are the good old days. Oh, yeah. Right? Love it. These are the good old days. And um, I'm sitting there. We just watched uh, one of our kids play a ball game. Gabe walks through the door, my oldest son, and I thought, Wow, we're all here, mm. and everybody, you know, these oh, are the good man. old days. Mm. Yeah. Right. There you go. That's goodness. Great. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Our honor for being a part of the November episode. Can we say family crush? Family have, crush. Family crush. I know. For sure. We have a yeah. family crush on y'all. Oh, um, admittedly, but thank y'all seriously for being here. Thank yes. for the way you love thank and lead you. not only our, your family but us yeah. here at Three Circles. It's our privilege. So love y'all. We hope to see you back here next month in December as we get into some Christmas fun and talk about generosity. So see y'all next month.